The thing is to one, always learn from whatever it is in the past. When we did the patterns, when we're doing patterns in the dating to marry, it also forced me to look back as to what my mistakes were. You know, where did I miss it? Where did I get it wrong? And then you take all that and evolve and grow and then trust that the person you who is supposed to be with you, especially in this your new better, improved, growing self is still out there. So I don't think you've missed it. I just think you just learned from your mistakes and patterns and now you are better for your own future spots. Hello and welcome to Dating Down God's Way. I'm your friendly Christian relationship counselor, Tolu. I started this podcast after I began my journey as a single saved woman trying to navigate the dating scene in a godly way. And I've learned a ton since. Here, I share tips to make it easy for you to date in a godly way. I've watched my clients navigate the dating scene, enter godly relationships and marriages, and even step into motherhood. I want to do the same for you. I know how hard it is to be saved and dating. Trust me, I get it. And I'll be sharing tips to get you started on your own journey to your own godly marriage. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single power-packed episode. Welcome back to the Dating Down God's Way podcast. I'm super excited because today I have my amazing Dating to Marry alumni with me, Nina Kalu. She's a marketing manager at a U.S. pharmaceutical company. She enjoys kickboxing in her spare time, and she loves having her friends over because she enjoys hosting. Hi, Nina. How are you? How are you doing? It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm I'm really excited about the conversation today. I know. So am I. Like, I'm really looking forward to us getting into this topic. Because choosing your husband as you date is a concept that a lot of Christian women don't even know that they have the option to. So this should be fun. Right. So I want to ask, how do you know what your husband looks like? So that's a great question. If you'd have asked me this before the program, I would have given some sort of, you know, very Christian answer, like, you know, God will tell me, you know, but now it's definitely based on, you know, who I am as a person, his behavior, his actions, if they're aligned with my personal goals, my, you know, my values and just the way he presents himself and if there's compatibility and I mean from the program it's, it almost seems as if I even know what he looks like physically isn't that funny uh, that was shocking yeah. to me <laughs> well I, I'm glad for that because you know like you said through the program you were able to get clarity around because a lot of and I love how you couched it as a very Christian answer because it would just be an answer that has no substance to it right absolutely um, like oh god would tell me well how would he tell you and you've just outlined exactly how he tells you which is your value alignment looking at the level of attraction looking at connection points so i'm glad that you did that because there's a lot of assumption around christian dating that this man is more spiritual than he is an actual human being um so that's <laughs> that's a great point and speaking about the dating to my program how did they give you guidance on dating so there were so many things the program helped me to look at. And it was just, 
I'm, I'm still in awe as to, you know, the program because it was very thorough, very detailed and yet very easy. We started from the absolute basics. So just even looking at my background, my patterns in the past, it, it just provided a lot of context as to who I was slash am, you know, where I was heavily on, you know, what I was sort of trained to think and what people think and just going through that, looking at what my needs and my wants are. It was very clear, you know, and even some of the examples and the analogies were were great. I remember like, yes. you know, Chanel came up in cars. Those are the two main analogies. I feel like I even <laughs> use that in my day-to-day now. Chanel and cars. <laughs> two analogies in describing things. If anybody should ask me anything right now, it's like, well, I'm Chanel. <laughs> That's not what it is. But just even thinking about my needs, wants, prioritizing, standards versus boundaries, that alone, I've, I've never really thought there mm-hmm. could be a difference. So it was a very deep and thorough conversation and yeah it was very and each step of the way built up on what we had done in the previous session it just seemed to flow naturally and progress I almost didn't recognize myself again oh no what I would say is that I saw a massive difference from Nena day one of the program to the last day of the program I'm so like I, and yes, the Chanel reference. I love Chanel references. So. Yeah. I, I <laughs> I'm glad you remember. <laughs> I'm glad you remember that because, and you know, it's, I'm, it's also important to understand that, you know, from what you shared, dating should be, it should be easy to understand just because mm-hmm. you're Christian dating doesn't mean it has to be so spiritual that it's not practical. That is not applicable. That is not something you can implement. So I'm glad that you were able to, you know, outline how you saw the changes in yourself in ways that you were not even expecting. Because the way I think Christian dating is positioned is to seem nearly like you have to be matched um, with the person and your process around it. You are not as actively involved about it. And I even wanted to also mention, like, you know, speaking about actively dating right so mm-hmm. what would you say are three ways to start actively dating as a woman of faith because this conversation is already so juicy i'm sure women listening <laughs> to this will be wondering okay so how can i actively get involved in this process like what does that look like so the first thing there is that the word active alone in that question is, is just loaded alone because i feel like Christian women are very passive in editing. I I understand. I'm not generalizing. I know mm-hmm. before I get, you know, but there's almost a passiveness they are, to it. They are passive. You know, I'm supporting. <laughs> you know, we pray and it will come. You do this, it will come. You know, mm. there's, a, there's a passiveness that we've almost been, so we apply it to who you're going to spend the rest of your life with and it, it shouldn't be done. And I'm not, you know, criticizing or condemning. I made the same mistake too. One, mm-hmm. you have to dating apps, going outside to meet people, building up your conversational skills, you know, where you feel you have weaknesses and even having that gradual conversation. So one of the most interesting things that we did at the Dating to Marry was just seeing how the transition of things from public to private, from personal to professional and what asking a question at a certain point it's not that the question is wrong but it might just be too soon to ask that you know just be knowing that and not rushing and just know it's not your time to ask this or 
I should go out more or so the shooting your shot one was very interesting and I think my, the idea of what shooting your shot is has changed for me since getting to my it doesn't necessarily mean go you know ringing bells saying I'm here I'm here you know it's more like <laughs> you know if you see someone and you, you know strike up an interesting conversation and for those of us that live exactly. in you know the US and you know say Starbucks mm-hmm. for example you see some I don't know after church after whatever it is and you're at Starbucks and you're waiting on your drink. I don't know, say something and pick up your general surrounding and compliments. Or, oh, I've been waiting for, I don't know, how long have you been waiting for your drink? Those sort of things. Like I learned that from dating Tamara. It's, it's not the false, the myth about shooting your shot. It's like there's a desperate undertone to it, but there's not. So dating Tamara just really showed that that's a way of being active and if you don't feel comfortable or something seems off you know what this isn't it being active also is you know okay done with that that's also being active as opposed to you know just going with the flow and so that was that's that's way um another way we can be active i feel like i've listed more than three is it me i know that you like three three is your magic (laughs) number i've noticed that like i know know. three (laughs) i'm like i only have one now where would i get the other two from but that's the point that's why it's three <laughs> and then yeah, and now like, i'm having flashbacks yeah, it's like now assignments number five and we just started it's been five minutes <laughs> that's why the program is like so structured in a way that it makes it easy for you to know what needs to be done it's not like oh figure it out based on just what i said but i do like how you said being active as well means letting go I see a lot of women struggle with that. If you're not into it, let it go. You know, yeah. um, you don't have to entertain what you don't want. You know, imagine staying in a shop and you don't want anything in the shop and they keep harassing you basically with items of clothing. Like, oh, do you want to buy this? Do you want to buy that? They're going to keep doing that because you're in the store. Exactly. What are you doing there in the first place? Just go. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that, you know, that translates to dating, which is why I'm so glad that you mentioned that aspect of it. And yes, the whole idea that shooting your shot means basically coming up to a guy and saying, I like you, let's go out, Mm. you know, (laughs) (laughs) like taking on the masculine. No, it's very feminine. And you mm-hmm. gave a perfect example, like using your environment as we women naturally do anyway. If you think about it, oh, if you're going to church, you're thinking what you can wear to church. If you're going to the park, you're thinking, OK, based on the environment, this is what I'm going to wear. Men don't go through that same level of thought process as women because we're more we're more feminine and you're meant to use your environment as you did as well. So I like how you give that example. And then I even want to also touch on women doing a better job as they date to marry, to meet eligible men. So yes, we've covered, you know, being actively involved. We've covered shooting your shot in a way that complements your feminine character and qualities. What does it look like for a woman to do a better job to actually meet eligible men? Um, so the first thing I would say, and it was something... And I think you spotted out immediately from our first conversation, showing up in your authentic self. Because for someone to be eligible, you almost have to come as you, yourself. You know, there's always the whole, you know, pretend that you can cook 15 different soups in 20 minutes. You know, I have to be the idea, you know, or whatever it is. Like you meet me and I'm, oh, I just finished cleaning, you know, 17 kitchens. You know, whatever it may be. One, you have to show up. 
as your authentic self because then you will meet people who are eligible for you, you know, and just blocking out what people think or what people, you know, say you have to uh, get over that. If you are a professional and this yeah. is important to you, show up as that. If you have hobbies that are interesting, show up as that. Don't, I think us women sometimes try to be what we are not in the in the hopes of being picked, chosen, preferred. And that shouldn't be the mm. case. The one class I really, really enjoyed in dating to um, marrying is leading with your value. And from the get-go, I'm like, what, what does that mean? What is my value like? You know, can I can I call this? So, you know, value starts to change. And so eligibility is one. If, I think if someone has, you know, what your standards are, what your boundaries are, and family standing by them. So when you do see someone who's eligible, they do take certain boxes for you. Mm-hmm. And that's how it, and, and there's something you always said, you like, just because this person is, I don't know, godly doesn't mean he's your husband. Just because he's he does this, it doesn't mean he's your husband. Just and these are good traits, so they're not bad traits. They're also good traits, but it doesn't necessarily mean they are for you. So yes, one come up as your authentic self, and you have to start being comfortable with that, and then you just naturally start to draw people. Two, go into the spaces of where you know people like yourself would be. It, take fitness for example if you one of your things you know someone who's just really healthy in what they do you're not going to find that in your, if you're always not being active mm-hmm. or being spaces like that so you would know okay the fact that this person is here already that makes sense or how they speak if educational requirements are important to you that's okay just accept it and move in that way I hope I'm making sense I hope you can understand me oh no you're making so much sense and I love how you're breaking it down in a way that our listeners can understand. Because what you said initially leads to everything else, which is showing up as your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the only way, for instance, knowing fitness is important to you for the right reasons, not based on what you think society would find attractive, but because you genuinely want to have a healthier relationship with your body and you genuinely want to have a healthier lifestyle. Um, will lead you into environments that would naturally also appeal to people of the same mindset and put you in position to make those genuine connections with eligible men. So you made perfect sense um, in explaining it that way because I see a lot of women and I talk to a lot of women that have no comfort in recognizing who they are. They literally don't know who they are. they only know who people want them to be. Yeah. And that's literally the, that's the problem, you know, and it's, so you made a lot of, um, a lot of clarity around having a genuine understanding of self. And as you're listening to this, I want you to also look at yourself, work on yourself. That work is important. Whatever that looks like for you, start it so that you can begin the journey Yes, sure, to meeting your husband, but more ultimately to finding who you are called to be in this world that would attract a variety of opportunities. So I'm glad you broke it down like that, Nina, because, I mean, it's trust me, I see it a lot. So that was great. And speaking about, you know, mindset and beliefs, you know, around 
just trusting yourself, being anchored and centered in who you are. How did dating Samaria adjust that for you? How did it adjust your mindset and beliefs? So, um, one, I had to confront what my beliefs already were, including the ones that were wrong, you know. And I don't know, you know, what the women who are listening at what stage they're in their lives, maybe it could be, you know, age or maybe you've been married before you had heartbreak at the, you know, quarter to getting engaged or, you know, whatever, you know, it may be, you have to accept what it is that you thought was wrong. So one of the things I remember you saying from the beginning, which I will never forget is moving from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset. And I was like, it's like the light bulb lit in my head when you said that, like, you know, no, you're thinking it's scarcity, 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 scarcity. <laughs> my is that my voice, Dana? Is that my voice? <laughs> Everything was scarcity. I'm like, oh, my scarcity you're talking about. But it's true. As I progress through the program, it's like when you think from a place of lack, like, oh, would want, you know, a wife needs to be this or she needs to be that. Yeah. And we sort of embody that and take it on. And you you just hang around people who are not even like, you know, like what you are. So why, why do that? So really changing... I'm accepting the ones I thought were, were, were wrong and just acknowledging that this is actually what I think. And it's time to start correcting them. And I think it, it kept coming up all through general conversations because I remember you, you would always say, then I see this coming up again and this is like session six. <laughs> <laughs> like it starts to come out without you. It, what you feel just comes out naturally. So acknowledging it and replacing it with things, one, knowing that it's not true, swapping that scarcity mindset for an abundance mindset. No, I, I, I actually have options here. That's okay. Yeah. Three, also using the scripture because God also speaks to us through the word. I mean, if he created you mm-hmm. in all, you know, the effort and time he puts into you and knowing you from you before you were in your mother's womb and things like that, just don't, why are you coming with some sort of like, Poverty, scarcity, lack, oh, woe is me. You know what I mean? You just end up accepting nonsense. Exactly. You're right. And a lot of women do that. You know, I just find it so interesting because scripture speaks a language of abundance for the children Mm -hmm. of of God. Be fruitful and multiply. Come out of them and be separate. There's always a there is always a language of abundance that has been spoken with such confidence when God is speaking to us as his children. So it's always interesting to me when, like you said, um, we show up as women, the majority of women show up in the dating space with such scarcity, like, oh, this is my only choice. And you burden yourself with that mentality. And of course, it's going to translate to the kind of opportunities you attract, not only in men, but also in your career, in your friendships, in your relationships, in the way people treat you, because that's what you're putting out there. And then speaking about, you know, I like how you said, oh, I have options. So let's talk about that for a second. How do you choose your husband? <clears throat> wow. So it starts for me, especially after dating Tamari, I, it's very clear for me how it starts. One, the standards. And standards could be, you know, well, for me, I can share a couple of my one God fearing, you know, that's, that's just, if you don't even pass that one, this you're not even like, you are not chosen. You know? It's just, it's just <laughs> not happening. 
So making sure they pass your standards. Two, you have to be, I have to find you attractive. You know, that's one of the things that I'm... A lot of people think that, you know, mm, the attraction won't grow or whatever. Yes, there's some components, but <laughs> it just won't grow. You know what I mean? If I, if I it will not. <laughs> it won't grow. So that's something that in choosing that, that's also something that is important. And there was something that we talked about in Dating Tomorrow, which was really interesting. And I might not say properly, so you might have to help me out here, where there are certain standards or things that you might want, but it may not make sense to another person. But to you, it's just... It is what it is. As long as it's not a silly standard like, oh, he must exactly five foot, I don't know, whatever it is. Own it as well. Don't be, again, as long as it's nothing silly or it's just something that, you know, I don't think I can cope with this or this is just not, that is. Okay, so there's just this confidence that Dating Tomorrow gave me, actually. Mm. And... I'm glad that you mentioned that you're talking about private standards because yes. in the in the program, we've gone through different standards. And for our listeners, yes, there are different levels to standards. It's kind of like when you go to college and there there's the you know first year, second year, third year. It's the same with standards. And, you know, we had gone through in the program understanding how a private standard um, can become a personal standard. And you yourself don't even know why it's so important to you because it usually looks like a vain, it usually looks like vanity, but it isn't, it's conviction. And yeah. that's what people misunderstand because they assume when God is speaking, I always say God speaks through, through your flesh too. Apparently it's a bit controversial, but I really don't care because I've seen <laughs> it happen again and again and again. You know, just in terms of when he tells you, okay, leave that job or start that business, he's he can also speak through your flesh. Just the discomfort of being in that place, the discomfort of being in that environment is a way for your spirit to understand through your flesh, basically your feelings, that this is no longer the environment that God desires for you. And it translates as well in dating. I don't like how in the Christian faith it's made to look as if you should just manage physical attraction um when you shouldn't so yes the personal standard can show up as a vanity metric to other people but it's actually a conviction on what your husband looks like and we go through it in the program and i'm so glad you mentioned it because it's a key part of choosing your husband if you don't do that it's likely that you would entertain men that are not even one of the options of who your husband should be so that i'm just so glad you mentioned it and speaking about how the program um, you know, give you a lot of revelation and understanding around how your own dating process should be. What would you say was the most unexpected part of your dating to marry experience? So I feel like you already know this one because I always think like, Tulu, what kind of did you, you do? But the thing is, the answers <laughs> came, they came yes, from within me. You were not, Yeah, it's not like you were actively teaching me, do this, do that, do this, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was already in there. That was very unexpected expected in the sense that there were some of these questions like why are you asking me the questions and you weren't just wanting one answer you're wanting like three answers I'm like god but the thing <laughs> is they came out because your desires on what it is that you do want and it's in you because god created you with those when we start exactly. to make quote-unquote mistakes it's just when you know maybe you're not paying attention to it or when you're not confident in it or you're a little bit what people say so that was very unexpected that whatever it is it's already inside you. What you did was to really help me bring it out. You weren't adding anything new. 
You weren't mm-hmm. taking it, anything from my answers. Either you were just helping me to bring out what was already there. So that was unexpected. Yeah, because, you know, like I always say, you know your husband. Like you said, now you can describe him in detail. I strongly believe that, you know, and it was something I was seeing in the program as we were doing it. Like, I'm not going to push. I'm, I don't think people believe me when I say it on my platforms. I don't tell clients what to do. I just show you how to go about making that decision for yourself, because I strongly believe, and as you've mentioned, that you have the answers. Um, you already know this. You just need to understand how to get at it to in a way that would serve you at that point. So speaking about choosing, because this is an interesting idea that um, I've seen a lot of women struggle with because they think, you know, if I can just get one, I'm fine. You know, like if I can just find one guy that makes sense, it's okay. And that's where they start negotiating the fact that he's not attractive enough or he's not educated enough because they think it's just the one. So do you mm-hmm. believe you can choose the wrong husband? And if you do, how? How can that happen? Um, that's an interesting, very, 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 very interesting question. Mm. So... I do think you can ignore certain things that are important to you and then end up with someone that wasn't what you wanted in the first place. You know, right. the word wrong, I want to be a little bit, you know, gentle on the floor people that time. Mm-hmm. But ah. I think that you, you can miss out or maybe downplay certain points and things that are very important to you because, you know, people might advise and say, oh, my dear, that's not important. So you just enter inside there and, you know, the rest, you just pray it away or whatever it is. <laughs> it's supposed to disappear. So if you downplay certain things, you can end up choosing someone who might have good traits, but not the ones that are very important to you. What was the second part of your question? Yeah, you know, just like you said about having traits that may not be important to you. So if you choose someone that doesn't have those traits and you marry them, would that be considered wrong or would it just be considered that, okay, you know what, we can work through this? What's your thought around that? Um, well, if you've married the person, so this is what I believe about God, you know, God is someone who also accounts for our, you know, he gives us a free will, but he knows that he knows the humans he created and also creates room for a lot of one, either restoration or just a different kind of grace. I do not necessarily believe or hope is wrong, but I'm also going to be sensitive and there are people who it has ended up in me either their marriage is ending. But I think not all hope is lost. I think definitely continue to grow and evolve as a person in that marriage. I think, you know, build on other skills, you know, communication, still stay true to your authentic self and involve God in every step of the way. That was one of the main things I also learned through DTM as well. It's like, from the get-go, involve God and the Holy Spirit. It's like, Holy Spirit, this guy just bought me a drink. You know what I mean? I think just exactly. involving people, right? From, involving God, I mean, and the Holy Spirit from the beginning. So if you have, in your opinion, made the wrong choice, God is still involved in the matter and He gives wisdom. So one of the things I would say I learned from GTM is stay close to God because He also speaks to us even in our mistakes. Mm. He also speaks to us even in our mistakes. Wow, that's so powerful. And I think, I, you know, as you're listening to this, sisters, women of faith, I just want you to understand that that He speaks through your mistakes. He doesn't, He doesn't hide from you. 
he's not going to shout at you he's just gonna speak to you that oh listen come here you know i know you did this but this is how we're gonna go about it moving forward and that's it you know so i really love that you said that because i think the way and in dtm what i really wanted to be understood is that god is accessible at all times and so through his holy spirit so i'm glad that you also made reference to that like oh he bought me a drink because people think conversations with god have to be so holy you know yeah like, it just has to be holy holier than thou or you can tell him listen i'm really into this guy please follow me on this dates because yeah exactly <laughs> you know because like, I, I don't know you know my flesh exactly you know how i am <laughs> <laughs> like this your girl here is a bit bad exactly. sometimes but god exactly. help exactly yeah. you know how i am jesus like holy spirit i need you and yeah. you know i'm just having those honest conversations so just being open in that way hold on a second ready to date your own husband If you are, I'm here to walk and work with you through the process of dating strategically and practically using scripture to vet the right way to step into marital alignment easily. Dating to marry sessions are tailored to make your dating journey easy and aligned with your own unique marital calling. To become a dating to marry client, check the show notes for the link to apply to our program. Feel free to send me an email at tolu at tolufalode.com. That's tolu at tolufalode.com, titled Dating to Marry Application. And I'll be glad to share the link to apply as well and answer any questions you have about the Dating to Marry process. I look forward to reviewing your application. And speaking about, like, you know, marrying someone that doesn't have what you, what you desire, do you think you can miss your marriage? No. And I said no with like a little bit of a drag because so the Bible says all things, you know, I think the scriptures are, you know, all things work together. So you may have missed an opportunity, missed, I use that term lightly, or you may have just, you know, downplayed certain things or maybe you messed up because there's sometimes, you know, sisters listening here, maybe you are the one who even messed up or you did something wrong and, you know, the guy you're supposed to marry just isn't interested anymore. You know, sometimes we also have to take accountability in our decisions, our choices and in our behaviors. And sometimes that happens and in your mind, you may have missed. But the thing is to one, always learn from whatever it is in the past. So when we did the patterns, when we're doing patterns in the dating to marry, it also forced me to look back as to what my mistakes were, you know, where, did I miss it? Where did I get it wrong? And then you take all that and evolve and grow and then trust that the person you who is supposed to be with you, especially in this your new, better, improved, growing self is still out there. So I don't think you've missed it. I just think you just learned from your mistakes and patterns and now you are better for your own future spots yeah i 100 percent agree with you because the the funny thing dina is that because women are so afraid of missing their marriage they marry the person that doesn't have what they desire or some women um, just feel like marrying a pastor might be the answer i'm like girl no yeah you know exactly <laughs> <laughs> in the church oh you know what i mean yeah you know, things like that. 
They think, oh, he serves in the church. I love that analogy because it's so relatable. He serves in the church, so yes, he can be a covering. Is this no? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, what? So speaking about that, like, what's the difference between the wrong man and the right man then? So, I don't know about you, but in America, it's still early. <laughs> so. <laughs> So one thing I even learned from dating to marry was like, it's not even as simple as right or wrong. There's Mr. Right and Mr. Right now. I'm like, eh, uh-huh. I'm still under the branch of right. <laughs> like, it was just like, like, there's levels to these things, you know. Uh-huh. But um, I definitely think one, if you have to lay out, and this will be, of course, very personal to each woman here. You have to really know what your values are, what your non-negotiables are, what your boundaries are, what your needs are, learn from your patterns. Again, I still bring the fact that you have to be attracted to him because you're not, that's automatically the wrong man. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the other people you're attracted automatically he's wrong. But once he starts to pass all these things and then, oh, there's this thing we did, Tolu. I'm even having like nightmares remembering it. The, huh. the dating the dating map now. The dating yeah, the dating question map. <laughs> I'm mentioning it so for more just in my in my head. <laughs> so things that are important to you, we even in the dating tomorrow, we carved out how you could ask it in a question. Not like an interview. I think some people do that like from the get go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What 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 are your own mm-hmm. What do you like mm-hmm. to do? Mm-hmm. What's your job? Well, mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. uh, your mother come and live with us when you know Yeah. <laughs> we even mapped out ways to ask. Mm-hmm. Questions, and if you're not satisfied with the answers to those questions, you might potentially be with the wrong man. But with the right one, there's you know progression, there's clarity, there's consistency, there's communication, there's compromise. There's you know there's we learned about the five C's. I mean, I don't want to give it all away, but it was just <laughs> <laughs> you have to be, have peace in all those areas. Hmm. You really broke it down the funny thing is we ignore what we know hoping it will go away like you know that there's no consistency here and you're here and you're here trying to make something that's inconsistent consistent and it's just not so you know it's just about facing facts and that's why i always encourage starting with the lord and yes and they need to marry like i gave a dating question but no one likes it <laughs> let me but not scare let me so not scare anybody listening. It's it's like it's not fun, but, but it it's, helps. it's needed. It helps. Yeah, it helps. Fine. Um because you will have questions. It's only natural. You know, when you're about to take on a new job or go on a trip, you have questions because you need to navigate that journey. It's the same way with marriage. So your questions are valid. It's just how you couch them and the timing of them that needs to be worked on, which is what we went through in the program. Hey, Queen, I see you're enjoying this episode. If you're interested in diving even deeper into attracting the right men, dating your husband, dating for the purpose of a godly marriage, dating to marry is the program for you. I work with you to show you exactly how to date to attract your husband. I'm going to walk you through patterns all the way to positioning yourself to date to attract the man that is right for you. I only work with four women. Make sure to check the show notes to sign up for our wait list. I look forward to welcoming you into Dating to Marry. 
let's get back to our episode. So how did your dating to marry experience change your dating habits? Um, I'm a very much unapologetic about yeah. my standards and boundaries because now I'm very sure that they're not unrealistic. Sometimes like mm-hmm. I'm being too strict. But what if he has all of them? This one he doesn't have. I mean, I can't, you know what I mean? Like being very clear as to which one is um, non-negotiable, which one is negotiable. There's something you would always say, we are negotiating on the non-negotiables. <laughs> no, and I was like, that is hilarious, you know. The one you say, like, well, he must be a Christian. I'm like, well, no, actually, I've, I've seen him. He attended the wedding in the church. And you're like, yeah, so maybe he must like God. You know, things like that. We're not negotiating. <laughs> so. so I'm definitely unapologetic as to some of the things I want and I don't want. Two, this was very interesting for me. I think that I started to understand my purpose as well, which I didn't see that coming. But I know we already asked that, but understanding my purpose and if I'm clear on that, it would be very important that the person I'm with is, you know, understanding and supportive, you know. Two, I'm much more confident in my interactions with men, not hiding that timid or a, yeah, you know, self-pity, things like that. I'm very confident. And that, I found, has just pulled it. I don't know if my energy is just pulling in different kinds of high-quality men. I think I brought up to you, I was in the supermarket and someone like, yeah, I was feeling myself a little bit. <laughs> Normally, I'm like, as you should. You're like, what's your, you're yes. going to do this. You know, like, it's just, I was now being a lot more receptive, feminine, smile, you know, just in a different energy space. So that's changed me completely. And people start to notice it too. That's the truth of them. And it's so interesting, you know, I remember when you were telling me to, I don't know, like you said, I don't know what you're doing, that I'm getting <laughs> high quality, that it's just the, the level of the caliber of men has shifted and people around you are noticing wow. it as well. Like you're just in a different space energetically. It's magnetic. Let me put it that way. Yes, um, that's the word magnetic. That's a great word. Yeah. Yeah, it draws people in, it draws opportunities in. It's kind of like you're being seen in a different light. You're being seen as your as more of who you are, as opposed to who you were trying to be. Um, because you're stepping into your authenticity. So I like how you also mentioned purpose, which is a key part of what we do in the program. Because you know, I strongly believe that your purpose is linked to your partner. So the more you uncover that, the easier it will be for you to be recognized and noticed and seen. So what what do you think, right, about mm-hmm. speaking about being magnetic, attracting quality men, what do you think about going on dates with more than one guy? Oh, my God, I think it's great. <laughs> I think Isn't it's, it? Isn't it's it? It's the way forward. It's, it's, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love that. I mean, the mistake is that it means like you're sleeping with all of them. You are not. Mm. you're vetting you're mm. vetting exactly. that's another word it's vetting and then you have options and you can say well this person mm. because the truth of mine men do it too you know it's, they've been yeah. doing it for, for years maybe Adam didn't do it because he had no choice God gave him Eve he tried that's what people don't understand he tried he was looking through the animals but then he exactly. just couldn't find but it she, no animal was a helper so women exactly. don't pick animals but the thing is exactly <laughs> that's the word. I, I think you it's 
it's an awesome experience too this is one thing i saw that so it it had been a while since i'd like properly dated so i was even learning about how to date the experience just enjoying the experience sometimes in which kind of company are you more your best self are you comfortable speaking if you date this person and you find out that you're already watching how you sit down how you drink your drink you know don't finish all the food on the plates you know things like that you already know that it's an it's it's a no but yeah. having those options, experiencing and just going through the dating experience, seeing where you're a little bit, you know, mm, uh, maybe I could do better in this. Or mm-hmm. I didn't think this was my kind of person, but we sort of connected and I'd like to see him again. You know, things like that. It just comes from multiple. If it's just one person, you just take what is in front of you. I, I, you know, rotational dating is, is something that you 100%. Just, yeah, just don't, but again, it's not like you're in a way, people think dating and being in a relationship are the same thing. They're not. You're not in a relationship with all, I know how many of it you want to, but, but on sidebar though, I would recommend keeping it to like, you can't be dating 16 men at the same time. You know, I think there should be a limit and you just need to figure, figure out what it works for you. But just having those options, I think it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, I'm glad that you said so because the way like you know it's put forward in the the faith is as if just one man you're not in a relationship with him. The this same one man we're talking about is talking to two or three other women, as he should, because yeah, you know, he's aware he has options and you're there thinking this is my husband, already spiritually tying yourself <laughs> to somebody that doesn't even think about you past seeing you in his in his face. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, rotational dating, highly recommend. Now, like how you said it, I always say that the Holy Spirit will guide you on your capacity. Do not go beyond your capacity. For some people, it's talking to two men, three men at a time. For some, it can be four or five. But you will know your capacity. You know, when it starts getting blurry and you start getting confused, just know you're out of range. Yeah. Um but it's definitely a healthy practice when done the right way, which is why I encourage it strongly in the program. You know, I'm, I I love how we just covered talking to multiple men, actively dating, making sure that you're involving the Holy Spirit in the process, having clarity around choosing your husband. So I'm going to ask Lena, what's one advice? And this is my last question. What's okay. one advice you'd give to women when it comes to knowing when a man is serious? So the big one is, well, I can only, I can think of two right now. Mm-hmm. Watch what he does, not what he says. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's just such a, they, sometimes they speak in ways they don't actually have to say. Sometimes their behaviors is, is, is speaking, <laughs> speaking volumes, you know? And that's when you're like, oh, yeah, but he said, and I really like, oh, he made a lot of sense when he was, and it just, oh, some, and some people are very great. I don't know if actors are the right word, but they speak with such passion, conviction. It's also a gift, but you know, don't bring it to dating. Mm. But look out for what he does and try to keep a hold on, on your emotions because it does happen, especially when you're dating multiple men and you find that you're leaning slightly more towards one and you ignore the rest it's give everyone some sort of fair chance ish till you start it's a process of elimination so to have that and then mm-hmm. start eliminating and to 
I think consistency is very, 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 very important. Don't force consistency. He's a grown man. He knows what to do. If he can go to work every day without anybody telling him what to do or giving him crumbs to get to work, he can do the same with you. Love it. Thank you so much for sharing, Nina. This no was nice. I know I had a good time, actually. <laughs> this was an easy conversation. I was already like, hey, it's about to put me on the spot. But it was it was a great conversation. Oh, but I didn't, did I? <laughs> no, it wasn't as bad as I, I you know, it could have been worse. But I, it was a great conversation. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, it was lovely. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And sisters, and make sure you share this women listening to this share this with a friend i'll put all the details in the show notes so it's easy for you to know exactly how to find out more about the dating to marry program and to follow up with what we've shared on this podcast episode i will see you all next time hold on a second ready to date your own husband If you are, I'm here to walk and work with you through the process of dating strategically and practically using scripture to vet the right way to step into marital alignment easily. Dating to Marry sessions are tailored to make your dating journey easy and aligned with your own unique marital calling. To become a Dating to Marry client, check the show notes for the link to apply to our program. Feel free to send me an email at tolu at tolufalode.com. That's tolu at tolufalode.com titled Dating to Marry Application. And I'll be glad to share the link to apply as well and answer any questions you have about the Dating to Marry process. I look forward to reviewing your application.